The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. And TheGorillaPosition.com, telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers. Those are his credentials against Guerrero and Silver King maintaining control. Now the ride by Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero certainly comes by his reputation in WCW. Honestly, the son of Gory Guerrero. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by TheGorillaPosition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network, presented by Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off your entire order when you use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, in partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPODCAST, who can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TVTalkPod. Listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and all those other podcatchers. As always, I am Carl Carafel. And I am Big Joe. And welcome to another Turnbuckle Talk. Big Joe, what have we got this week? Well, of course, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling, Carl. And it has been a very, very eventful week in the world of professional wrestling on all fronts. But before we get to our the main part of our run here, something that kind of happened actually after I had uh, kind of our whole show planned out, a rather unfortunate, to say the very least, uh, incident happening with independent, I mean, uh, I guess you couldn't really call him an independent wrestler because he did wrestle for some major promotions, Silver King. Um, the man who I think you could say almost kind of redefined what a luchador type wrestler can be died in the ring. Yeah, he did. Um, reports are saying that he had a stroke and a heart attack and, uh, I don't want to dwell too much on the video that is out there because there is video of what happened, Mm -hmm. um, leading up to and pretty much at the time of his death. 
don't don't go and find that people no go and find some of the amazing matches that he had go and find some of the stuff that he did with CMLL go and find go and find even some of the stuff that the guy did with world championship wrestling the guy has had some amazing work and amazing matches over there and especially he's worked with some of the greatest names and even some who have passed away as well mm-hmm. in like the likes of Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, and, and just to touch briefly, I mean, like you said, we're not going to dwell on it, but like what a fiasco this whole kind of thing is. And like I said, uh, you know, if you're a true wrestling fan, I mean, if you really want to go find it, I, I guess if you feel the need, maybe, but I mean, um, it, it's sad to watch. And um, all I can say, just personally for myself, speaking only for myself, shame on the the referee involved in the match and the promoter uh, running that um, handled so piss poor. That's all I, w- I really want to say because otherwise I could go on a very NSFW rant when it comes to this. I'm very much a traditionalist when it comes to professional wrestling, and this angers me to say to put it very very mildly. That's I don't want to go on much of a tirade about that because I can. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to speak anything of it either. No. All right, Carl. So, of course, if you guys pay attention to my social media and, and our, our social media page as well, and we were kind of promoting it, is I got to attend Ring of Honor War of the Worlds live in Toronto. Uh, my first real kind of larger scale kind of wrestling show that I've been to. And just to give a kind of a general uh, feeling about it, amazing, amazing. Ring of Honor puts on an excellent live show if you've only seen it on tv and you have a chance to go check out ring of honor live in person do yourself a favor and do so because it is incredible i am taking things one step further here you big joe are not aware of what i have done and what i am about to do but (laughs) what we got we got two almost two full pages pages here here we go so Nagata versus Silas Young. Okay, I want your thoughts on getting to see a legend from <laughs> New Japan Pro perform and the crowd reaction to seeing him on Canadian soil again. It was awesome. He um, it's he has a perfect match of in-ring ability, which he has overflowing. And the character work, the uh, sometimes kind of slapstick kind of stuff. You know, when he comes out, he lifts his shirt up, and it's a, it's a face kind of there. So he incorporates some humor. Um, he incorporates some very good technical wrestling. I mean, he is kind of the complete package. He's a bit of an older guy, but he can still go in that ring, and he is entertaining to watch, to say the very least. Now, you clearly were happy with Nagata mm-hmm. after the match with his lockup that he had. And it, <laughs> that was evidence because you were seen in the background standing and yeah. clapping. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yep, very so good. So now we're going to go down uh, down the list. And I'm not going to talk about absolutely every match, okay? But I, do I don't mind. mind. Yeah, I just wrote down some, some kind of key points here. Yep. So I want you to talk about the pace of the match and the similarity of styles between Roosh and PJ Black. Oh, wow. And how exciting was it to see outside of the ring action? So, first of all, before the match even happens in the entrance, PJ Black, great entrance. You know, he does this kind of flip into the ring. When Roosh's music, like, th- and this is from the actual in-ring or the in-arena perspective here, his music hits it when he walks out the aura in the room changes. You get the feeling, okay, this guy is not a superstar. He is a megastar. He gives off that persona 
They, when you see him, you, you get drawn in. It's like, okay, this guy is something different. And in the ring, these two guys just... It's it's not necessarily a dot 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 dive type of match. So I know uh, um, over on Hitting the Marks they refer to it as that as kind of the high flying type of stuff. There was definitely a lot of that, but just the athletic ability of these two guys and they really great chemistry in the ring as well. Both guys. Perfect Dalton Castle segment that <laughs> happened. How did it feel emotionally, oh. and how did it come across in the stadium? Uh, it was interesting because I think that it started off. I think a lot of people weren't necessarily aware of the the heel turn that had happened with the boys. I mean, uh, if you missed Madison Square Garden or if you missed the most recent uh, airing of Ring of Honor, you weren't really aware of this. And he he kind of started off kind of uh, schmoozing up to the crowd a little bit there, and then it was like, you know, and then then hit us right. So and then in very over top Dalton Castle style. You know, he didn't do anything wrestling wise, just all character, and it was a. It, it put a smile on my face. So it was it was entertaining. Okay, I it came across on on the recording mm-hmm. as though he was kind of lost and stumbling, uh, stumbling over words um, on purpose, I believe. It, it could have been. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure, but that's how it came across yeah. uh, uh, to me, at least. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel it had the effect that they were looking for? I'm gonna say kind of a mixed reaction there. Um, you know, keep in mind, you know, this isn't necessarily a big, big show for Ring of Honor. I mean, but I think it is kind of continuing the, the storylines. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it accomplished what it needed to. Did it knock it necessarily out of the park? You can make the argument that it didn't, but it was still kind of a a nice little kind of a break in, in the action there for the audience, I believe. How loud was the heat when Bully Ray entered the arena? It was pretty loud. It was pretty loud, uh, as, as you would expect, right? I mean, um, a lot of wrestling fans are aware of who he is, even if they've been away for a little while. You know, so he gets the, uh, gets the desired reaction there that they're looking for. Absolutely. What was available for you guys to do during the intermission? During the intermission, you could... You know, get some other merch. You can go for uh, some grub if you um, are a smoker. You can go for a smoke, I guess. You know, it was a relatively small venue, so it wasn't that big of a, uh, of a walk to go outside and take a break if you wanted to. It was about 15 or 20 minutes for uh, intermission. I, I'm not sure what they did during the broadcast. I think they just uh, maybe ran some promos or, uh, you know, I think it was maybe just been a still shot or whatnot. But uh, it was kind of a, of a nice breath of fresh air if you were getting a little antsy in your seat, which, I mean, I was standing most of the time, so... <laughs> And that was clearly evident, especially in this next little section here. During the name chance between Jay Lethal and Kojima, you were seen on camera once again. So that's another cool thing, representing Canadian wrestling's elites mm-hmm. with your t-shirt yeah. on Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro, uh, Honor Club Television, yeah. and pay-per-view for everyone to see, which was awesome. Yeah. So now this next one, you've been pretty vocal on other episodes of our podcast that mm-hmm. you are not a fan of three or four way matches. Yep. How did this one, this next one, uh, strike you, and did it change your perspective on these matches? Uh, you're talking about the TV title match, right? Yes. With uh, we have let me uh, go. We have uh, Shane Taylor, Jeff Cobb, who is the the champ, uh, Hiroki Goto, and Brody King. Yeah, typically I am not a fan of the four-way match 
typically in the WWE context with this. So there, there's enough going on and enough spots to where, you know, they're just two people working the ring and everybody kind of resting. They, they incorporate a lot of the other talent throughout this kind of stuff. So, you know, you have like three-way kind of stuff, four-way kind of stuff. They keep it going and there's not a whole lot of downtime, which is the reason why I, I actually enjoyed this match. And friend of uh, the Hitting the Mercs podcast network, Shane Taylor, winning that championship in... Yeah, he's a, he's a heel, but, I mean, this guy has worked his butt off and is very, very deserving of this. Very, very happy that Shane Taylor is the new television champion for Ring of Honor. And afterwards, they also caught this little promo with Shane Taylor, and here we go. I'm Quinn McKay, backstage at Ring of Honor in Toronto, Canada, for the War of the Worlds Tour, and breaking news, we have a new Ring of Honor World Television Champion. I'd like to get a word with him right now. Shane! Boom! Look who stepped in the room! <laughs> oh man, this is the day every Ring of Honor official has been dreading. The day Shane Taylor is a champion in Ring of Honor. You know why? Because they can't control me. I'm not any of the little pet projects that they bring in from outside. I'm nobody's boy here. I did this on my own, by myself. But I'll tell you what, I'm not done with your chosen ones just yet. So you go ahead. Bring me all the indie hype. Bring me every star from every company, from every country that you want to bring. Because now, I'm not just the hardest hitting man in Ring of Honor. No, 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 no. Now, I'm Shane T, boy. The baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. <laughs> How old were you when you realized that PCO actually <laughs> stands for Perfect Creation One? Um, I thought it was Pierre Carl Ouellette. I'm French. No, so. as heard on the Damn podcast, it, <laughs> it actually stands for Perfect Creation One. It works so both King ways. Joe was today years old <laughs> when he found that out, and I oh. was yesterday years old yeah. when I found that out. Mm -hmm. But I want you, last and final question for you. I want you to give me all that you can about that amazing <sighs> main event between Matt Taven, the Ring of Honor. Heavyweight champion and PCO. First of all, to get to, to see, I mean, the entrance is fantastic. Character work from both guys, fantastic. If you got to see my social media, I actually got to kind of hang out and uh, chat with Matt uh, Taven and a uh, very, very cool experience there. PCO didn't get to, the lineup was too long for him, so I wasn't able to, uh, to go meet him and Brody, unfortunately. Um, and I ran out of money. Um, but, uh, the, the actual match itself, I mean, I was on my feet for this entire match and you want to talk some crazy spots and, you know, it wasn't just like a, a high spot Phil kind of masters, a lot of character stuff in between a lot of actual wrestling in between, you know, just, it was a really good championship match. Just plain and simple. The ending, I, I could see some people being kind of disappointed about it. I think that it works perfectly in the context of what's going on with the storyline. It fits. I would, I would agree. And to see that one move where Taven is on the apron with his head kind of sticking out towards the outside of the ring and him, uh, Piso doing that kind of sent on up there to see that in person. I mean, that happened was right in front of me. Um, holy crap. <laughs> All, all I can say is, like, for this guy, I mean, I, I showed her a recording of this. My mother, who's an occasional wrestling fan, I showed her that match, actually, the, the recording of it. And she was like, how, first of all, a guy at that age, she's, uh, like, he's only a little bit younger than my mother is. And, like, how, she was like, how is this guy doing this stuff at his age? 
I mean, this is stuff even somebody our age or even younger doing this could get seriously injured doing. And this guy just like does it, and it's like, I'm good. Let's keep going with the match. You know, <laughs> it's like incredible, incredible to see this stuff in person. As they claim, the man is not human. He's not human. They even did the, uh, you know, for kind of a live show, they still did the uh, the sparking to, to kind of get him going there. Um, yep. Where I was kind of positioned, I didn't really get to see it, unfortunately, because everybody was on their feet kind of watching this where uh, uh, the, where they did that. But, uh, yeah, fantastic match and a great way to end the, the night off. You know, and some of the other matches that uh, we didn't quite get to, all that stuff was great, too. There, were, In my opinion, there wasn't a weak match on uh, this card. So now from your experience going through and being at a live event and one that is probably, um, you know, it's one of the major companies that are out there in the world. I mean, two of the major companies collaborating together. Yeah. Uh, would you recommend going and seeing one of these live shows that happen? Absolutely. If, if you're a real... If you're a self-respecting wrestling fan, you, you need to go check out uh, either a Ring of Honor or a New Japan wrestling show or the combination uh, of the two of them. Absolutely. And especially if you're somebody who is maybe jaded on the whole WWE experience on TV and in person. Because um, we know that, you know, the, the live shows, you know, Ron Vick, uh, Rick Vickery, sorry, uh, was there for a recent uh, episode of Monday Night Raw and said that, you know, the, the experience was very kind of sour, like a lot of downtime, um, just a, in a very long kind of drawn out thing. You know, th- that's very much... Was it was it was, a, it was a very lengthy show, but it, it didn't feel like okay, you know, we've been here for all this time, and it's like okay, let's wrap it up. It wasn't like that at all. I mean, just I was into it the entire time. That that says a lot, right? Because I can't sit through three hours of raw, and this is longer than three hours. It, is, it didn't feel that long, you know, and that, that's very important, uh, keeping you invested and keeping you into it, so that you're not keeping track of the time. There we go. You have it, people. You've heard it right from Big Joe's mouth. Going and seeing a live independent show is the way to do it. Absolutely. And especially if it's something that Ring of Honor and New Japan are putting out there. So awesome experience. I'm glad that you were able to uh, go and do that and experience that because mm-hmm. I know that that's something that you really have not been able to do no. other than smaller <laughs> um, independent promotions like our friends at Canadian Wrestling's Elite coming through and doing shows. So I'm glad you were able to experience that, and I'm glad that you had the experience that you did. And, and you're going to get to, in the, in the near future, go to, you know, on the Jericho Cruise, and I can't wait to hear your experience uh, from that as well. And, uh, of course, as you had mentioned, I was wearing my, my CWE shirt, and while I was there, I got a lot of questions uh, from some fans about, what, what what's, C, uh, what's CW, uh, CWE? And I'm like, this is, you know, pretty much one of the Canadian wrestling promotions. Oh, really? Uh, what's their website? I'm going to check them out, you know. So I was definitely uh, helping promote and help uh, pimp out the uh, the CWE. So, uh, uh, Danny, you might start seeing some more fans, especially in the southern Ontario kind of uh, region. So, uh, awesome. yeah, I, I was and I was more than happy to. And people were genuinely interested. I'm like, I didn't see that shirt before. What is that? And they hear about it, and they immediately get intrigued. I'm like, oh, I didn't really know there was uh, uh, a lot of Canadian wrestling. I'm like, oh, you betcha there is. <laughs> oh yeah so. and, and unfortunately those down in southern ontario they have a few different promotions that are down there mm-hmm. right so that's really all that they they kind of know and 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 it yeah. might even be a matter of them getting um too much right because there are so many different little smaller promotions sure. down yeah. there that they're not aware that you know 
out in BC, right? Like Okanagan area, they've got oh, yeah. professional wrestling coming through Saskatchewan, coming through Manitoba, you know, like absolutely, they've got professional wrestling and especially coming to the forefront with Canadian wrestling. Zealand. Absolutely. So yeah, a great experience overall. And uh, I would definitely, definitely do it again. Uh, and actually I think they are coming back in August. So who knows? I might uh, be there again. So going from uh, this Ring of Honor thing to uh, some WWE stuff, and um, I'm actually glad because when I, I brought this uh, topic to your attention, uh, you had to kind of clarify it for me because, you know, I guess I was a little guilty. I didn't quite read enough into this, and then this has to do with the WWE apps, okay? Just so to make that very, very clear, uh, there are some, I have the list here in front of me, that, that they are going to no longer be supporting as of May 21st of 2019. So we have the... Amazon Fire tablets, the Apple TV uh, third generation and earlier, the uh, LG 2016 and earlier models. I'm assuming that those are phones or possibly televisions. I'm not 100% sure on the LG one. Uh, the PlayStation 3 WWE app is not going to be supported any longer. Uh, Samsung 2016 and earlier models. Uh, Samsung and Sony Blu-ray players, their app, the app on there will no longer be supported. Um, Sony non-Android TVs. Uh, the Windows 10 desktop WWE app um, is not going to be supported any longer. And a bit of a controversial one, the Xbox 360 WWE app is no longer going to be supported as well. So they're definitely cutting out a good chunk there. But I think that, you know, having looked into this with a kind of a different perspective here, I think that this is likely because... There's going to be some plan changes. Things are going to be a little bit more robust with this network. You know, they possibly maybe looking into 4K at some point, and these platforms just aren't going to be able to support that uh, kind of bandwidth and what's required to to do that. So, it's a little upset at the same time, but at the same time, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. There's kind of a purpose to this. I mean, in all honesty, how long has the PS4 been out? How long has the Xbox One been out? Long enough. How long has, you know, all of these different upgraded systems mm -hmm. been out for? Yep. We're looking, we're in 2019 already. Yep. So if something from 2010 and older is not going to be supported anymore, yep. you've got to kind of expect that. Yep. Come know, on now. You know, right? we, we can make it a wrestler uh, line here, and I think it's very appropriate. If you have one of these platforms, I think Mr. Uh, James Storm said it best. Sorry about your damn luck. That's right. And I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's to be expected. Come on now. These platforms and these, these devices that are being used are so old that mm -hmm. even those companies yeah. that have produced it are not supporting it anymore. Absolutely. Sony doesn't support anything on PS3. Anymore. No. Microsoft doesn't support anything for the Xbox 360 anymore. Not really, no. Right. Windows is probably going to be coming out with a new uh, operating system very shortly. I would imagine. Because Windows 10 has been out for a while, and they're going to start to stop supporting stuff on Windows 10. Yep. Like, it's it, it it's just part of the times. So yep. if you're not upgrading your devices as you should be, mm -hmm. you know, it, you, you're, you're going to be lost out. But, again... Network.wwe.com yep. will always be there for you. Absolutely. On your computer, on your tablet, <laughs> on your mobile, on whatever you've got, you can always use that option of going into your browser, whether it's Internet Explorer or Chrome or Firefox 
or whatever you are using, Opera, doesn't matter. Go and use your browser. Yeah, absolutely. And you will get all the access right there. And as somebody, myself, I know yourself included, you know, pretty close followers of technology, even on this podcast, you know, we used to uh, uh, do the occasional uh, tech talk kind of episode here. Um, That's just kind of the nature of technology as new things come out the older stuff starts to become obsolete and, and just the, a lot of times just the hardware or the software that's available for that older generation of hardware just can't support some of these newer things. It's just a matter of necessity for these kind of things to happen. So I can understand some people being upset, but it it is time to, uh, to kind of beef things up a little bit and you're going to have to upgrade, um, as a result. So, um, there's still some very affordable ways to still be able to watch this on your technology of choice, quite frankly. Yeah. So uh, people are still upset. I'm going to say, get over it. It's it's not that bad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So with some more WWE stuff here, Carl, uh, this is kind of an interesting one coming from a talent that was released quite a while ago. And we're referring to Ryback here. I actually have the letter that he received right from the company. Uh, Dear Mr. Reeves. Um, so they're basically asking him, this is essentially a cease and desist because I guess on the independent scene, uh, he's been kind of still going with this character. And it's uh, worded here, it's come to the attention of WWE that you're currently using certain WWE intellectual property in an unauthorized manner. Such authorized words or uh, authorized use uh, includes or are limited to the use of the Ryback trademark, uh, use of the big guy trademark and use of the feed me more trademark now before i go too much further is there really such a thing as trademarking words like that is that really really something i guess it's the combination of the words that is uh what you kind of need to read into there right yeah i believe so yeah and uh, they're also asking him to essentially surrender uh, any of his social media that's still tied to the ryback stuff there as well now in your opinion here, Carl, is this something that WWE is justified in doing here, or is this coming off as too heavy-handed, or are they uh, overstepping their bounds? What, what do you think on this? Uh, honestly, I think it's just petty. I mean, it, unless he's mm-hmm. going out there and slandering the, mm-hmm. the name of WWE, yeah. what is the harm? True. What is the harm? Yeah. If he's going out there and using the name Ryback, if he's going out there and doing Feed Me More, yeah. what's that going to do for the WWE? People are going to be searching this. People are going to be searching Ryback. They're going to see WWE. They're going to search Feed Me More. They're going to see WWE. Mm-hmm. People are going to then be like, oh, I got to get that. They're going to buy that Feed Me More t-shirt from WWE. Yeah. Now, right? are, are, are they still even selling his merch through WWE.com and whatnot? I'd, I'd be interested to know if they, if some of his stuff is still even available. Um yeah, I'm not sure. Because, uh, I mean, I, I could see both sides of the coin here. I understand, you know, and, and it's probably specifically Vince that is probably uh, in a bunch about this, that where he feels that this um, release talent is still um, making money off of this gimmick when they feel that it's still their intellectual property, you know. And 
I can kind of get that, especially if he's using those key phrases there and character names. I mean, there are some exceptions in the business where some of these guys have, you know, been able to hold on to their own intellectual property and they can use it wherever. But I mean, this guy, I mean, it's very clearly, in my opinion, WW's property. So I, I think that, you know, it, it does it feel a little petty? Absolutely. But I think that they're still justified here and um, seeking some financial, you know, payback for this, essentially. <laughs> I don't know. I think the biggest the biggest concern right now is that um, w- when they're talking about anything that says Ryback on it, mm-hmm. um, legally he changed his name to Ryback. Really, he is no longer Ryan Allen Reeves. He is yeah. now Ryback Allen Reeves. Interesting. So mm-hmm. there's a little loophole there. Yeah, you you can't say that I cannot use my own name because True. you have a trademark on my name. Yeah, right. Mm. Like. There's the loophole for him, yeah. which if he did that intentionally, good on him. Yeah, very smart. But I mean, <laughs> I think it's just it's just petty. That's all I'm. I, I that's 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 it. It's just petty at this point. I don't think that it's really. It's not hurting anything. Yeah. What is your issue? And especially with WWE, as big of a company that, that they are, you know, and approaching damn near a billion dollar company. You know, for the very little that he probably still sells in merchandise and the very little he does, I honestly don't think it's that big of a threat, you know, but like I said, at the same time, you know, it's, it's almost kind of coming across as they feel a little threatened by this guy who was not really anything that significant in the company anyways. You know, he he had a couple little pushes there, but I mean, Ryback was, you know, in, in my opinion, and, and some of our listeners and you yourself, Carl, your results may vary on this, but, you know, not only was I really much of a family guy, I thought, you know, he wasn't anything special. He he kind of had that kind of look that he was basically like a, like a beefed up kind of RVD type of a character. And I get some of the appeal for that, but it, it never really got over with me. And um, I will agree that it is a little petty on WWE's respect or on, on, the, on their side, but, uh, I, at the same time, I do get it a little bit that they feel that their their copyrights are being infringed, and you know, I, th- I think that you know most people are going to try and protect their property however way they can. Yeah, I totally get that as well. Like I, I, I get and I understand that they're trying to protect their property. <laughs> I yeah. fully, I get it. But come on, right? Yep. Like at this point. All you're doing is you're taking his livelihood away now. Mm-hmm. You you you're you're a billion dollar company, and this guy is now not with your company any longer, and he's just trying to make it out there in, in this huge world of professional wrestling. And you want to kill off his livelihood because mm-hmm. he's using the words "feed me more," yeah, and using his now his own name. Come on, yeah, it's lame in my opinion. Overall, yeah, it's lame. Okay, so going uh, from that to a bit more WWE stuff here. Now, very what recently... Th- WWE heavy this week? A little WWE heavy, but we did talk a lot of Ring of Honor, and there's some other stuff uh, that's going to be happening here too. But um, this one has me really scratching my head a little. And I, I think it's very... Um, it really gives you kind of an idea of the, the direction of things are going with WWE here. And by Vince's kind of own admission, if you uh, uh, watched recently, this whole wild card thing that's been going on it's so confusing and it's so convoluted and, and i and you know it, i get it you know at the same time it's very much the way that things are going right now with them but by vince's own admission he doesn't really know what's going on and we're just winging this 
I, I, I'd like to think that I am a very intelligent person when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. I am confused, and I'm sitting here going, what? Yeah. <laughs> I Like, I, I, I'm lost. I don't understand. Almost in the same breath, it's like, okay, these guys need to be invited over. and But at the same time, then we have, like, AJ or we have somebody crashing the party and Vince saying that you can do that, too. It's like, okay, well, well okay. which is it? Yeah. Can, can you crash the party or do you need to be invited over? Like it, it's so, ooh. damn it, WWE, you're doing the, the best to, to confuse the hell out of your core audience here. And it, I don't, honestly, I, you know what? We're not even the core audience anymore. That's clearly not the case anymore. Yeah. It, no, it isn't. You're right. Oh, and, man. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I want to give them a, a chance. And at the beginning of that whole thing, I was like, okay, you know, this is still a little kind of bizarre, but you know, okay, this is a little bit different. I can dig this. And then when they said that they're okay, AJ and Seth are going to get to it. I'm like, okay, okay. So now they're going to bring out one of their marquee tag teams or somebody that they're going up. Who, but who do they bring on? Baron Corbin. And I'm like, I changed the channel. I turned it off when that happened. I was like, you got be, you can't come up with anything better than the guy who, makes more fans change the channel than Baron freaking Corbin. Are you kidding me right now? Oh, brutal. Yeah, honestly, I, I didn't even get to watch that episode because you I much. heard all of the, uh, all of the negativity <sighs> around that episode that it honestly, it, it turned me off yeah. before I even turned it on. Yeah. To, use a phrase that the hitting the marks podcast guys we need i think we really again we need to have somebody who's just like in charge of what the f (laughs) there's like a department where somebody should just look at these ideas and go what are you guys doing no we can't do this (laughs) yeah (sighs) okay so that's enough for ww for a little while so this is something uh that's gonna be actually tied to another topic that we're gonna have later in the episode here carl um from the legendary Von Erich wrestling family, we have Ross and Marshall, the sons of Kevin Von Erich, have signed a contract with Major League Wrestling. This is very interesting, in my opinion. Now, some people might be like, eh, what is this? But, I mean, these are two guys from a legendary wrestling family that are signed with one of the hottest promotions around these days. If you have not checked out Major League Wrestling, go to YouTube. Yeah. It's on. They're on YouTube. <clears throat> yep. Major League Wrestling is a huge promotion that is pretty underground right now still. But they, yep. I mean, they are really making their way and going through and doing everything that they possibly can to make sure that things are uh, good, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, like, I mean, to have these two guys... Right, yep. like th- 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 that's huge. I mean, on top of the names that MLW already has, now to have Von Eriks yeah. in the company, yeah. wow! I-, I think for older school wrestling fans, um, I th- to me, th- this is just it- it's something that's very intriguing because you have all of this kind of legacy kind of stuff going. You have Shivani doing commentary. You have like uh, descendants of all these famous wrestling families. You got, you got Teddy Hart. You've got Davey Boy Smith Jr. You have Brian Pillman Jr. You have the sons of Kevin Von Erich. I mean, wow. It's like the roster keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, 
very interested to see where MLW is going to go because I think it really does appeal to wrestling fans like us, you know, who grew up seeing the fathers and the uncles and the the uh, the grandparents of the, of these kind of wrestlers. Now their 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 kids are coming up and a lot of them, if not all of them, really damn good. It, it's they're they're not just uh, you know following the footsteps. They're they're blazing their own path here. They definitely are, and that's what's really nice to see about this company right now. And I, I say kind of underground because really, mm. I mean, like, there's no major TV network for them. No. Right? Like, I mean, you've got Ring of Honor is on a major network. You've got, I, you could say that Impact is, you know, they're on a TV network. They got a TV deal. Yeah. Right? WWE, New Japan, like, they all have these TV deals. But then you get a company that's got so much good talent in it mm-hmm. that doesn't have a TV deal. Yeah. That's why I say underground right now. Mm-hmm. You're going to see this company shoot to the galaxies, not just the moon. It's going to go past that moon. And hopefully soon we can see that this company has a TV deal where everybody nationally within North America can see this company as it flourishes. It's so encouraging as a wrestling fan, especially who's very jaded with the WWE experience to have the, you know, this handful growing to a larger handful of promotions that are just very intriguing and great storylines, great wrestlers. It's there's some really great alternatives and there's going to be just so much that, and then once AEW uh, um, fully starts up, a lot of intriguing stuff is going to be going on and there's going to be even more to talk about. So it, it, it's, believe it or not, uh, with as funky as things are with WWE, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan because there's a ton of great wrestling around with these promotions that are really coming to the forefront now. And it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like we had mentioned with the, the Von Erichs, uh, the sons of Kevin Von Erich signing with MLW, kind of in somewhat of a similar vein with that because we did see him involved in one of the episodes of this show. It's something that's been making some waves, uh, not only just with wrestling fans, but just I think people who are even kind of interested in wrestling because the ratings have been kind of steadily increasing with this show. And we're talking about Dark Side of the Ring. Just recently, I got to kind of sit through, and I've, I've actually watched through all the episodes. And um, right off the bat, just the way that this is presented, eh? it's a one-hour show, so it makes it very, very watchable. It's not like a uh, drag-out type of show, <clears throat> raw. Um, but we, you know, it's very well done, and really shows you, you know, if you haven't had a chance to see kind of the behind-the-scenes kind of stuff in wrestling, this really gives you a window into it. It really does. And, I mean, episodes that they've done, I mean, you're looking at some some pretty high-caliber stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like Bruiser Brody, you know, the, yeah. the That's killing a big one. of Bruiser Brody. That's a big one. Right? You're looking at the Montreal Screwjob. Another big one. That happened. Um, you're looking at talking about the Von Erich family, mm-hmm. as we just talked about, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. The death of Gorgeous Gino. Right, and lots of people will probably be like, "Who's gorgeous, Gino? Go and look him up." Yep. The guy was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's 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 fanatical. Yeah, it's a, it's addictive. Yeah, the amount sure. of of work and and production that's been done to go into these episodes. Yeah. Um, those of you who might not know the name, but Dutch Mantel. 
mm-hmm. or Uncle Zeb. Yes. If you watch WWE with yeah. Jack Swagger, Uncle Zeb, right? He he pretty much hosts the show, and he's yeah. he's pretty much the narrator for for the shows. Uh, I mean, the guy who if he's helping with production and helping get these people and get these episodes together, the man is a genius. In yeah, what yeah, he really is. Um, and I mean, he brings on all the names. Like Montreal Screwjob had Bret Hart on there talking. Yep. Um, you, some of the other episodes that were done, you you've got names like Tony Atlas, right? With with the Bruiser Brody, Kevin Von Erich, the Snake. Yeah, on the Von Erichs. You yeah. got Jake the Snake Roberts, who has been on multiple episodes as well. Yeah. Like getting these names to go out there, it, it gives you a, a a real sense of behind the scenes, I guess you could say, yeah. into the world, the dark side, as they say, of professional wrestling. And and unfortunately, there is a huge dark side. Um. I'm I'm really interested to see what they're going to come out with next. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's been, uh, I believe, six episodes that have been done. Five have technically aired mm-hmm. already um, and are out there and available for for people to go and watch. Yeah, um, yeah like I'm I I'm really interested because there's a lot out there that they could do. You and I were kind of bouncing back and forth. So some, some different things and ideas, right. And, uh, what's the one that you had mentioned? I mean, you can't not think of the Chris Benoit story, you know, with the, the murder suicides there. I mean, that's God beyond their radar of episodes. If not, if they haven't already filmed one, that that's one of the biggest ones, uh, other than I think the bruiser Brody one, which is, I mean, uh, that's one that will forever, uh, live in infamy, the the uh, the death, supposed murder of uh, Bruiser Brody. Now, one that I didn't mention. Uh, what do you think about Owen Hart's death? Oh, that's that's a significant one there too. That's something that there there might be some legal things that need to happen there first before anything can be approached with that. Not only from the family, but. Uh, frankly from Vince McMahon you know so um, we'll see I mean that's definitely one that needs to be explored um, if you aren't aware you, have, you know you can go you know we live in the age of the internet you can research all this kind of stuff L- look into it yourself and it's a very interesting scenario there and, and a lot of possibilities of what could have happened there oh yes yeah Okay, so going from from that, Carl, and uh, like I said, you know, if you have find a way to watch this, uh, if you're just hearing about this, and if you haven't received it, it's very well produced, and just really gives you a, a window into the, uh, like you said, the dark side of professional wrestling, which definitely does exist. So going from that to something, I hope will be a positive here, Carl. Impact Wrestling is coming out with their kind of exclusive streaming service that is going to be called, it actually is called. Impact Plus. It's going to be, it's an app, it's available now on iOS and Android. Other platforms, I'm not entirely sure. Is this going to be a good or a bad thing going forward for Impact Wrestling, given their current situation? I think it could be a good thing for them. Could be, yes. As long as they're going to include all the past and original uh, stuff that that has been there, right? I mean, if this is just going to be a okay, we're going to give you Impact Plus, but it's mm. now just going to be, you know, 
the shows from the past year and we're going to give you the pay-per-views or whatever, yeah. right? Then, then I don't. I, I really don't think so. But if you're going to give us the good classic stuff, going back to, you know, the Hulk Hogan era of Impact Wrestling and going back to when it was uh, a total nonstop action, mm-hmm. going back to the six-sided ring, going back to the evolution of the X Division, right? Like going yeah. all the way back then I think it would be a good thing and it would be very worthwhile. Um, the only issue I have right now is that every major professional wrestling company is coming out with these. Mm-hmm. So you've got the WWE Network, which I subscribe to, yep. uh, $12.99 a month, yep. right? I don't have access to any others. Yeah. Honor, Ring of Honor has the Honor Club. New Japan which World costs money. New Japan World, that one costs more money. Yep. Impact uh, Plus, that's going to cost more money. Heck, even Disney's come out with their their own, yeah. not available in Canada yet, and mm-hmm. not even available in the U.S. yet. But Disney's coming out with a Disney Plus. Yep. Right, like all of these companies, and, and I know it's kind of weird. I mentioned Disney in there, but. I mean, Disney is one of the largest corporations in the world. Yep, no denying it. And they're throwing their hat into yep. these streaming services. So I think it's 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 awesome that Impact is, is getting into it. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the money to be able to subscribe no. to every single one of these. And it for me, it sucks yep. because I would love to. And one of the the things with this too is if they really start to kind of focus on, you know, this kind of streaming capability and whatnot, and start neglecting the TV or just forget about it altogether, how do you draw in new fans? Right? You, yeah, you have your your existing audience, but if if all you're going to be uh, is on this uh, streaming kind of network, other than social media, how do you draw in the new audience? That's I, the I, hard part. Yeah, I don't think that the, that any of them really are going to. Um, you know, kind of give up on the idea of television no. or even let um, their television production kind of uh, lax a little bit. I don't think no. that that's, I don't think that that's going to happen. I, hope not. I think the, the reason mainly for the streaming service is just probably so that they can say, we own the rights to this content. Yeah. It is on our service. It is on our subscription platform. Mm-hmm. That way, no one else can kind of come in and go, yep, I want to buy that from you, or I own that and I'm taking it kind right. of thing. right? Because you run the risk right now. You've got AJ Styles. You've got Samoa Joe. You've got all these other you know, former Impact and Ring of Honor stars that are in the WWE now. Mm-hmm. So what's to say that the WWE doesn't go to these and go, we need all of that footage now so that we can use it for our programming? Well, now Impact has the availability to say no, mm-hmm. because it is on our streaming service, right? That, number one. Yep. Number two, people are not buying pay-per-views anymore, no. because if you're you're spending $45 for a pay-per-view, people don't do that anymore. You make it available on the streaming service, just like the WWE has done. Yeah. I get to see every pay-per-view, including the biggest show of the year, WrestleMania, right. all 17 hours of it <laughs> on the yeah, WWE yeah. Network yeah. for my one price per month. Yeah. So 
yeah, like that's that's what I'm what I'm I'm coming into now, right? Like that's the that's the entire big thing is that they want that probably to showcase a little bit more of their pay per view. Mm-hmm. And to get more people to watch the pay-per-view. And with that way too, you know, you're kind of in direct control of your content as well. You know, you're with it not uh, necessarily being on television and whatnot. If they want to do exclusives on there, you, know, you can very tightly kind of control the content that you're putting out as well. So, you know, the, the, there's pluses and in, in negatives to everything. You know, when uh, just hopefully that they don't repeat some of the uh, same mistakes that uh, Honor Club made when they first came on because they definitely had some issues there. You know, and things just kind of airing kind of out of sequence as well, too, right? So you, you, you create some confusion with the audience, too, if things are storyline out of sync, right? So yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I hope it will be a positive thing for them going forward, though. Yes, me too. All right, Carl, we're going to take a brief break here, and we're going to come back with our showstopper segment involving the new generation of professional wrestlers. So we'll be right back. Yes. Independent contractors in the professional wrestling industry, if you're looking for a way to put the power of the media in your own hands, contact Pinned LLC. Pinned LLC is media and marketing for the professional wrestling industry. It's your one-stop, one-click online profile and so much more. With Pinned, you'll receive a full background story, photo gallery, an interview conducted with you, links to all your social media and where you can be booked, and yes, a 60-second custom television commercial all about you. Get more info today. Email pin.biz at gmail.com. That's pin.biz at gmail.com. Or click the icon at thegorillaposition.com to get more info about Pin. Remember, get connected, get booked, get pinned. What's up, peeps, freaks, and geeks? This is Jargo. This is the RBV, Rick Vickery. We're from the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast right here on the Roar Network, and you're listening to our favorite Canadians, Joe and Carl, on Turnbuckle Talk. I can't believe we just put over Canada. Yeah, it's just for Joe and Carl, man. Nobody will ever hear this. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Caravel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys, and we have made it to that very special episode ending that we like to call our show stopper segment. Yeah. So this week, Carl, we have a bit of an interesting one. It took me a little while to think of the, the show stopper topic for this week. But what I came up with here is is the new generation of wrestlers pushing things a little too hard in the ring and could it possibly lead to some shorter careers um, because of this uh, I'm talking about are these guys that are just diving in uh, jumping and flopping and flopping all over the place here um, is this going to result in some very short careers here or is this just kind of a new evolution here that we're going to start seeing I think it's 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 a new evolution that we're going to start seeing I think that we're going to we're going to really see them start to um, especially in the WWE, really work more and harder than they have before. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I say this is because you take a look back in, in the 80s and uh, early 90s. I mean, who did you really have? Yeah, You had WWE and WCW. Yep. They were the big major promotions. A little later into the 90s, then you started to get ECW. Yeah. Right? So then you had the big three promotions, right? But now 
with the age of the internet and everything coming through, you're starting to see Impact, mm -hmm. Ring of Honor, New Japan, NWA, MLW, CWE, uh, Ignite Wrestling, uh, you know, Southern Honor Wrestling that was just, you know, given a little bit of a uh, fame push because of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Yes, yeah. Right? So you're going you're gonna to really see the WWE guys step it up a little bit and kind of push a little bit harder because they're now essentially fighting with all of these other companies to get you to continue to watch them in the WWE now. Mm -hmm. So with me, I'm kind of caught somewhere kind of in the middle with this topic because I'm very much, uh, as you all are aware, I'm very much kind of a traditionalist when it comes to professional wrestling and what I like to watch you know, like your Jake the Snake Roberts and some of these kind of guys, you know, just where the less is more kind of approach where it's a mixture of character work and just a, a few or a handful of very carefully thought out, very planned out, very precise things done in the ring. And then on the flip side, you have these guys that are just going nuts all over the place, you know, and even some of these bigger guys, you know, as much as I'm a fan of PCO, you know, and then the crazy stuff that he does, I mean, eventually, I mean, this guy's going to get hurt doing this stuff if he doesn't maybe tone it down a little bit. But, you know, it's one of those, it's, it's a tough thing with me because I do enjoy sometimes the, um, the dive all over the place matches. It can be a little stressful to watch sometimes, to be perfectly honest with you. But, uh, you know, I, I think that especially with WWE and some of these shows where it's, it's traveling week to week and you're putting on shows constantly, I, I, I think that... When there's not a whole lot on the line, especially some of these live events, especially in WWE, those live events, they need to be careful, especially with the main event talent of getting them to do too much. Because we've seen over the last few years, and a little bit longer, these guys are getting hurt for a small crowd for not really anything on the line. And then they end up missing out like WrestleMania and some of these bigger shows. So, you know, as cool as it is to see all this exciting action, it has the effect to where it can be very detrimental at the same time. I, I, I'm fully in agreement when it comes to that. I think that unfortunately you're going to see these guys continue to do and take these, these high spots and mm. um, really push themselves to the limit because I mean, essentially, they're fighting for their for their spot that they've got still, yeah. right? And especially WWE, with the amount of talent pool that they have, at any given moment, you could be gone, and the next person down is taking that spot, mm -hmm. right? So you're really there to fight for your spot that you have. And they're going to do whatever they have to to keep that spot. And I think that's what it's really boiling down to. And especially to keep themselves relevant. True. A lot of the top tier talent that I'm seeing in the WWE right now, and I'm talking Seth Rollins, right? Yep. Who came through the independence. Mm -hmm. I'm talking Daniel Bryan, who came through the independence. I'm talking AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. These guys that came through the independence still have that independent mentality to them, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're continuing to do their independent stuff because they had to fight True. to keep that spot on the independence and make a name for themselves on the independent. So they're continuing to do that within the WWE so that they can keep their spot and keep themselves relevant. And one thing to take note of there, too, out of that list of names, with the exception of Joe, 
and you have to look at most of those guys are smaller type guys too, right? So, yeah. you know, but when you get into start getting to your bigger town, like your, which we had mentioned before with Bray Wyatt and this new character, I'm very interested. I, th- I think he definitely needs to be one of these guys where the less, when, especially when it comes to the, the in-ring stuff, where the less is more approach is going to be very beneficial. Um, especially if you want to push him as a kind of a top kind of heel, which I'm hoping that they'll, they'll do again. You know, I think you just, you really need to have that balance of, okay, we have our guys who are the over the top diving over the everywhere guys. And then you have your bigger guys, like you're, like you're coming up soon, like Keith Lee and Donovan Dijak, especially we've already seen with Dijak injured again, need to have emergency surgery because they're going over the top of this kind of stuff. But those guys, the less is more approach is the way you got to go. Otherwise these guys are going to be getting hurt all the time and you're going to have a real issue with uh, just filling spots and with talent. Yeah, so, I, I agree. And, and I, I totally get that they want to put on great matches. And I, hey, and I'm all for it, but you got to know when too much is too much. That's all yeah. I'll say. All right, Carl, that wraps up another week here for Turnbuckle Talk. But before we go, of course, we have to make sure and talk about our sponsors. That's right. Two sponsors right now include HypeCityVapors.com. If you're a vapor like myself, go and check out HypeCityVapors.com where you can get 15% off all the e-juice that they have there. Whether you were doing regular e-juice or Nick Salts, they have all of those available for you in some amazing flavors. As well, make sure you check out colorandelbowbrand.com. Our friend over there, Al Snow, is running this company. He created this company. He is the owner of Collar and Elbow Brand. He is the owner of OVW. The guy is making huge strides when it comes to professional wrestling and professional wrestling wear. In a recent interview that he did, he spoke of Collar and Elbow brand and how he is trying to make it the brand for professional wrestling. Just as you would get with Under Armour is the brand for football. Nike, the brand for basketball. We want to make Collar and Elbow brand the brand for professional wrestling. Big Joe and myself both have multiple Collar and Elbow brand merchandise. We want you to join the club. Come aboard the Collar and Elbow brand train. Check out all of our social media links because we have a clickable link available right there to our little part of the Collar and Elbow universe. Remember to use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout there, and you will get 10% off your entire order including any clearance items that are available. Go check out colorandelbowbrand.com. Every time that you make a purchase from colorandelbowbrand.com, you not only get some amazing merchandise, but you help support this podcast as well, since we do get a little kickback from that. Make sure you go and check them out. And of course, to listen to the podcast, you can find us on Podbean, on iTunes, on Google Play Music on CastBox and all those other podcatchers out there. And, of course, we are powered by thegorillaposition.com and a part of the Roar Network and presented by the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast Network as well. That's right. Don't forget our social media links. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. 
go and check those out as well. All right, that's it for this week, Carl. And we'll see you guys on the next one. See you real soon. What's up, guys? This is the standard Dusty Gold coming from you from Fayetteville, Arkansas. I'm with Joe and Carl for Turnbuckle Talk. 